0: We live in a fast paced, hectic world where it is easy to feel overwhelmed, stressed, and out of control. How do you manage all the competing pressures without losing your sense of yourself? How do you stay focused enough to not only plot a path, but follow it? Welcome to Master Your Life, a show that offers inspiration, insight, and intelligence, as well as success stories from many walks of life that can show you how you can control your own destiny. Our knowledgeable and entertaining hosts and their guests give practical advice that you can use every day in the quest to master your life. Now, here are your hosts, Leah Mattinson and Dr. Howard Rankin.
1: Welcome to Master Your Life. I'm host Leah Mattinson and I'm along with my co-host, Dr. Howard Rankin. Howard, how are you doing this week?
2: I am doing good. Something interesting happened to me this week. Um, you remember we had Sharon Rose on um, a few weeks back, you know, a wonderful mm-hmm. guest, a psychic. Um, and strangely enough, halfway through this week, I just got in my head that she was going to be on the show today. I really don't know what happened.
1: Oh, <laughs> could have been the email I sent to you. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. It could have been. Okay, well, without,
2: without further ado, because... Um, we need to save or do, but more importantly, um, Sharon is a wonderful guest. Welcome again, Sharon, to our show. How are you?
3: <laughs> Thank you. You guys make me laugh so much. I'm awesome. Thank you, Howard. Thanks, Leah.
2: <laughs> Great. And and in the first show that we did with you, you told us about your journey and and how you overcame a pretty difficult start to life um, to find your purpose and became, one of the things you became was a psychic. And and before before we we start this conversation, or perhaps as we started, perhaps you could tell us briefly, you know, what what is a psychic? What's the difference between a psychic and a medium and an extra large or however that works, you know?
3: (laughs) Okay, Um, there is a definite difference between a psychic and a medium. One of the things that I really want to make clear is that all mediums are psychic, but not all psychics are mediums. Now, that being said, everyone on the planet is psychic to some degree everybody has the ability to tap into their intuitive self which is the forerunner it's just some people it's like again like music some people sing in the shower some do platinum albums now the difference between psychic and medium is psychics deal more with life issues they deal with health uh, relationships money career um, all that kind of stuff whereas a medium's job is to validate life after life so a medium's job if they make connection with spirit somebody's coming to see them and they're looking for For someone who's crossed over, died, transitioned, there's no such thing as death, so I hate that word, but anyway, um, but transition, then the medium's job, if they say they have Grandpa Pete here, is to prove Grandpa Pete's here. And the way they do that is by getting information from Grandpa Pete that they can give to the client that is actually accurate and something that would be kind of out of the blue, and some of it is pretty out of the blue.
1: I think that's just it's absolutely fascinating the difference between the two and and I agree with you a hundred percent on the the uh, everybody is psychic if they want to tune into that and that whole psychic journey is very cool but I can absolutely say like can't so can this uh, the mediumship ability of people be developed or is that something that they just kind of um, know that they have like yeah how would you know that? Well, mediumship,
3: uh, in my particular case, it, uh, it popped up through um, medical work that I was doing when I was doing massage therapy and reflexology and, and Reiki, which evolved from my own wellness journey. I learned how to do all of those crafts, but we can all be mediums for ourselves. And we can, we can connect with our own crossed over loved ones. It's just a different style of communication because even though the physical aspect or the physical representative is no longer here on the planet in physical, the energy of that physical person is still very much alive and with us in non-physical. So it's just a matter of learning how to communicate at that level. And yes, that can be learned, we, especially for our own loved ones.
2: Now, in your practice, I mean, how much of work is psychic, how much is medium that you do?
3: Well, you know, it, uh, oh. probably 50-50, Howard. Um, but I never really know what's going to happen when people come in. Some people will come in specifically for a psychic consultation. And I I recall one lady came in and she wanted to talk about her work. She was trying to make a decision as to whether she should take the job that was being offered to her or stay in the position where she had some advancement potential where she was. And so we were discussing that and her father came through, but she didn't want a a medium consultation. And so I Mm. was very kind of kept him aside. And I said, you know, your dad's here and would you like to chat with him? She says, no, no, I don't want to do that. I want to know how to figure this out. (laughs) And that's so we carried on and and I just, but her dad still stayed. And I said, listen, I really think your dad has something he wants to say. <laughs> but she said, okay, fine. And he gave her, um, he brought up a memory of a childhood event that was, had caused her to have ambivalence towards authority figures. And that was where he was, he was trying to give her guidance in how to make her decision. So there you go, you got mediumship and psychic work right there together. But so you never really know and you never really know
1: where it's gonna go. At least I I and what I, what I just wonder about is when you're sitting in the chair and somebody's saying, no, 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 like, I don't want to hear about that. How hard is it to contain that piece of information? I can see my, it's like, I'd be sitting on the chair with my hand going, you know, like Horshack, ooh, 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 I've got information for you. And then if they say, no, I don't want that, then somehow you, know you have to- is a
3: perfect analogy for this too, because he was that ooh, 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 guy. It's true. But you know something though? You really have to always have to honor my client, right? And I have to honor what their needs and their desires are and some people are really spooked out about mediumship but they really do want some psychic guidance mm-hmm. so I have to be really careful how I do that but in that particular case it actually worked out in the long run It's just yeah
2: but that must be uh, I would think that if I was doing that that would be sort of a bummer for me here here I have I've connected you know through this <laughs> incredible power to a parent and the person doesn't want to talk to them. <laughs> Yeah, I want to hang up. I mean,
3: Incredible
2: unbelievable. Hour.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, you know, I I think that one thing that a medium and a psychic have to do is they have to be extremely sensitive to both the energy of spirit and the energy of the client. And they have to be able to coordinate. You have to go with the flow, right? And I knew when he popped in, I knew there was something that he wanted to say. But I needed to dig deeper into the actual issue with the client before I got to a stuck place where I really said, we really need to maybe have a conversation with your father. And, and You know, but I... I honored her because she's the one here in physical trying to work through her physical journey. Spirit is with her all the time. It's just that she obviously didn't listen. Now, that's a good example of how if we listen and we pay attention, everybody that we've lost in uh, from physical that is now in non-physical, they'll make their point of being, letting you know that they're with you all the time. Our pets will do that. Our loved ones will do that. Our friends will do that. They'll let you know, but if you're not paying attention, you won't know
1: that they are, you'll just feel alone. Mm. And so that kind of flies in the face of the idea that when pets are um, leave us in this life, that they're gone for good.
3: Oh, pets are amazing. I had two sisters that came in. They're amazing. I had two sisters that came in and they came in to do a, a reading and they were each going to have their own hour. But well, the one was getting her reading. The other one was going to take notes for her, which happens a lot in my in my sessions. So they're just getting settled. And all I can see is fields of daisies, fields of daisies. And so uh, I, one is sitting there with a the notepad and the other one is just getting ready to we're just getting ready to go to work. And I've just said to them out of the blue, I said, what is the deal with daisies? And the one with the notepad started to cry and I went oh my goodness what and she said we just had to put our dog down and her name was Daisy and oh oh, yeah it was so now this wasn't the one that was supposed to be getting the reading in that first hour. It was supposed to be her sister, but the dog really wanted to let her know that he was she was okay. So the dog immediately took me to their house, and I had, didn't know these people from Adam. But she showed me through the house, and she said my dog dish is still where it was, and the mat underneath it is still there, and the dog dish has got green on the inside. Like she showed me everything, and I so I shared this with the client. She said, "Yes, that's true. We haven't put the dog dish away, and the mat's still there, but there's no green in the dog." Dish, And I looked again, and the dog showed me again. I said, yeah, there's green in the dog dish. No, there's not. Yes, there is. Check when you get home. She called me after she got home, and the inside of the dog dish was lined with green. So the dog just wanted them to know that she was good. She was okay because they were missing her so very much.
2: Now, now let's talk about how you developed or um, your progress in understanding and deepening this this skill and talent that you have.
3: Oh, man, I tell you what, it all of course, like most humans learn through contrast, conflict and challenge because we just don't like it to be easy. We like to have to seek for solutions. And of course, my journey started when I got sick. When I was diagnosed with advanced rheumatoid arthritis all those years ago, I went on a healing journey and I started thinking I need to know more about the body because I didn't want to take any of the medications. I didn't even want to be sick. I didn't want to admit that there might be an issue, but I knew that I needed to do something proactive about my health. So I ended up taking a healing touch class which freaked me out because all these people were sitting there talking about talking to rocks and they could talk to their car <laughs> and, and all this weird stuff they could do. And I was like, holy crap, I'm in the wrong place. Like, I mean, I was a very practical person and I really wasn't interested in all of that stuff. And by the time it came around to me, everybody was introducing themselves and telling everybody else what they did in this circle. And by the time it came around to me, I just sat there and I said, I have no idea why I'm here. And I, I was, pretty spooked and i thought well i could always ditch this this group you know at coffee break so in the first part <laughs> of the morning the first part of the morning i i worked with an uh, ordained minister and she, who was registered in the class too And we did some practical exercises, and I really, really liked this lady. She was really nice. And the assistant uh, instructor was also an ordained minister. And I was starting to get more comfortable, and I was getting a cup of coffee, trying to decide if I was going to ditch this class or not, if I was going to stay. And the assistant came up to me, and she said, Sharon, she said, would I be out of line if I suggested you had a calling? And I'm thinking, she's thinking church. I'm thinking, you know, religion or whatever. And I said, well, if you give me a hillside, maybe, but I don't think I'd do well in a building. (laughs) (laughs) She started laughing. She says, no, that's not what I mean. She said, what it took me eight years to learn how to do, you come by naturally. And I thought, and that was the healing energy. And I thought, okay, I got to stay now. I got to stay and finish this out. And I'm so glad I did because... That led me to reflexology. It led me into learning more about the body. I took a massage therapy course, learned how to do massage therapy, knew where the body centers were. Uh, I took Reiki. So again, I coupled up the practical training with the spiritual training and did that for several years and uh, was able to. In the process of all this, start to read people's bodies. So people would come in to see me and they'd walk in the door for their massage or their, their whatever I was doing on them that day. And I could tell exactly where their issues were and what I needed to do. And it was really quite amazing, but I was paying attention because I had started to figure out that... There was something else going on that it wasn't all about me practically. It wasn't just my imagination. I wasn't just crazy, but I was paying attention and following the signs. And when I did that, I had good
1: results. So I just started following the signs more. Right. And people, it's interesting, I think, that you highlight it's other people, reading other people's signs and paying attention yeah. uh, that leads you to these sort of psychic experiences almost. Or it, it, maybe if you could just dig in a little deeper about what it actually, if I'm sitting in my living room thinking, well, you know, you said that everyone has these psychic abilities. Well, like, what is that? What is it to be psychic, quote unquote?
3: Well, everybody's a little bit different. For example, everybody seems to have a different uh, center that they work from. And um, so what I'll do is give you a definition of the different clairs. Um, the clairs are the all all seeing, all feeling, all knowing energies. So Claire sentient is somebody who is receiving all of their spiritual information through their feeling center. So they'll walk into a room perhaps and they'll pick up emotions that are belonging to other people, especially disturbances. And they may, when they walk in, be feeling just amazing and, oh boy, I can't wait to get into this group. We're going to have such a good time. And by the time they're in their five minutes, they've got a stomachache or a headache and they're feeling kind of crappy. And... Um, and then there's a claircognizant who will, and who and, and basically what I'm suggesting is that she's picking up or he's picking up energy from somebody else. So uh, she's it's not her own emotion and, and a clairsentient has to know how to clear that so that they can tell what's theirs and what's not. A claircognizant on the other hand gets everything through their knowing space. So we are the nuts people on the planet, we all think we need to be medicated because we get this information and we think, oh I don't know how come I know that, it comes in a, a knowing sense. And we, we think, oh, geez, you know, I must have, maybe I ate something wrong or maybe somebody told me about that or, or something. We don't really know. So we're always second guessing ourselves. But that's coming through spirit and mind. And then there's the clairvoyance who can see spirit and see energies and see symbols. That's clear seeing. And, of course, clairgustance, which is uh, smell, and clairaudient, which is hearing. Um and people, everybody will have a different center. Everybody will have a different place that's their core and their go-to. In my case right now, I am developed in pretty much all of those because I do this work all the time. But my go-to, my powerful go-to is still my clear cognizant. When something comes up and I feel at risk or I feel like I need to know, or then I will go to clear cog. I will go to spirit mind.
2: I, I, that's interesting. I mean, everyone's heard of clairvoyant, for example, but I'm not right. sure too many of us uh, have heard about those other uh, senses uh, that people get that, that communication through. So that's something I've learned today. Thank you for that.
3: Well, really you're, interesting. you're at Howard too, Howard. So yes, I college, right? yes, I would think.
2: Yes, I would assume. Yeah, I would think so. Um, so that makes sense to me, of course. So that's great. Um and So, some of the things that we want to explore after the break, because we're almost at the break, would be some of the things I'm interested in. How do you distinguish things that just pop into your mind and things that have real significance? So, you know, I'd be really interested if you address that. And also, how do we pick up on things like coincidences that, that happen in our life, and how do we know what they really mean? So, you know, have a little think about that while we take a short break, and I know All of you will be still listening when we come back on the other side of Master Your Life.
4: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. If you've been searching for fat loss and mental clarity in one place, think ketosis. Maybe you've heard about a ketogenic diet but have been totally turned off by the painstaking effort to do it. Well, agonize no longer because there is a solution. What could be just as simple and easy as taking your daily vitamins? Visit reallifetraining.expert to find out. Raise your hand and get in on the front end of the total wellness revolution. Get well, manage your mood, clear your mind. Visit reallifetraining.expert now.
5: When was the last time you said, I love myself and I love my life? Can't recall? Has it been five years, ten maybe? Or do you quite literally not remember a time when you felt peaceful and joyful? Well, how would you like to be one of those special women who glow because you're on a path to awakening and evolving consciously? If that sounds like where you want to be, but you just don't know how to get there, come join Leah Mattinson for one of her upcoming retreats in a beautiful, intimate, and very exclusive location. Dive deep in mind, body, and spirit. Go to reallifetraining.com for details.
1: Hey gang, this is Leah Mattinson, and I know if you're listening to my program right now, that you're somebody who is interested in mastering your life. Maybe you're interested in being a better parent or living with more energy and vitality in the face of a debilitating disease. Or are you just stuck in a rut and want to learn how to reconnect, play, and enjoy your life fully again? Then I invite you to come to reallifetraining.com to learn about my upcoming Real Life Reflections, a weekly live interactive workshop. These closed group discussions dive deep into life's biggest real life challenges and how to successfully navigate them. Now you can become a participant in these discussions with me. So if that sounds like where you'd like to be and how you'd like to feel, come on over to the website at reallifetraining.com and see how you can access more health, happiness, and joy each week. reallifetraining.com, where we help people to help themselves.
4: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
0: are tuned in to Master Your Life. To reach Leah Mattinson, Dr. Howard Rankin, or their guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to Leah, that's L-E-A-H-A, at changeyourlife.expert. Now, back to Master Your Life.
2: Welcome back to Master Your Life. We're here today with Sharon Rose and, of course, my co-host, Leah Mattinson. We're talking about some really interesting things about the spiritual world and psychic experiences. Um, Sharon's been telling us about how she developed her psychic senses. And one of the things that we had talked about uh, previously was... How do you know that when something comes into your mind that you really need to pay attention to it because this is significant or it's just kind of a passing thought? How do you know that?
3: Spoken like a true clericon. You're self-powered <laughs> because you use the word think versus feel mm-hmm. and yep. somebody that's clairsentient would say how do I know my feelings are authentic how do I know my feelings are coming from outside of me versus inside you know one of the practices that is essential and I've got I can't emphasize this enough Leah you know what I'm talking about here is meditation mm-hmm. meditation is such a powerful practice for getting calm getting quiet and starting to recognize that still inner voice that you don't pay attention to when you're very action oriented and ego oriented Um, what it does is it brings you into spirit in the spirit energy and it it helps you be energy connected Um, so meditation is a very powerful tool for that but also uh, for me it took practice it took a lot of practice for me because claircognition is your imagination and your spirit mind seem to work hand in hand Right. And so I just had to, uh, I had to, there's a switch that goes off in my head. I can't describe this part of it because I, I don't know. It's kind of, I don't know, but there's a switch and I can tell, I can tell now right away, whether it's a cognition or whether it's actually just my imagination.
1: Mm -hmm. And maybe I can dive in on that one. It's like when something is cumbersome, Uh, It makes it it difficult to, um, you know, actualize it in the real world, but just as you said before the break there, uh, this development of all of these clairs has really happened over the span of a lifetime, and... Uh, so, for people listening, when they're thinking about like, what kind of Claire am I? You know, who? What kind of Claire is it that I want to be? <laughs> In this show, that we talk about, who is it that I want to be, and who is it I am right now, and who is it that I want to be? So, it's if thinking from the position of, um, what kind of Claire am I? And the meditative practices of uh, meditation doesn't need to be this big transcendental meditation uh, onerous, you know, sort of task. Uh, it can be quite playful and fun and 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 different. So just exploring the meditations that are available uh, to people to help to open up those other. Uh, Claire is the other uh, energy centers in the body the other sensitivities is part of the fun of the journey of learning for ourselves and so maybe that's why it's a cumbersome thing to kind of figure out what somebody else's switches are because you know for uh, Claire cog our switches might be in our head and then you know we may learn to switch things on and off in our hearts or in our soul or kind of in the neurotransmitters that exist in our gut And heart. Um, So there's all of these really cool physiological things that go on that are difficult to explain. Um, That said, though, when people get quiet during meditation, um, from my experience, uh, is you just, you have a knowing. And you know it's true because you don't need to make up a big story about it. You know, so you can say, is it true for me? Isn't it true for me? And there's just some sort of an internal knowing uh, that you're settled on and you can then release and let things go is that what it is kind of does it feel like that for you or does it feel like something else for you um
3: well claire claire Clair cognition. See, Leah, you're coming at this from with with a uh, fairly good development in your clair cognitive center and your clair sentient center. So for you, um, I don't know that you actually define one or the other. I think that you're actually balanced enough that you're actually connecting with. But to ha- to be a good psychic, to be an active psychic on the planet, you must have your clair cognition and your clair sentient aspects in balance. And most clair cognitives that are identified and go to their spirit mind first generally have damage in themselves as children to the point where they shut down the emotional center so that they could activate that uh, safety zone of Claire uh, cognition so that they could know when they were safe they could identify through practical uh, application how to be safe in their world and um but to but they have to open up that spirit heart again to be a good balanced psychic because you can't do one without the other if you you'll be there either the ice queen or ice king or the drama queen or drama king if you only have one of them open do you understand yes
1: yeah (laughs) i'm making of all the drama queens and kings i go oh there's there's a lot of that and (laughs) i hear a lot of that in my practice and they go i don't want to be like this i don't but our
3: society Our society literally creates drama queens and drama kings, though, by dramatizing so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we love to complicate things, don't we? Oh, yes,
1: for sure. you are conflict, challenge, and, and uh, contrast. <laughs>
3: yeah, there you go. There you
2: go. <laughs> oh, that's interesting because as I was thinking, as Leah was talking, I was thinking about well, why would I? You know, if I had a thought, what would make me? Um see that that could be significant. And what I was thinking of, I would feel it. Yes. Right? I would feel it. Um, now, clearly, from what you said, I need to do some work on my sentient side. But nonetheless, um, I would, I would. for me, that would be the confirmation that this is something more than just an idea, that it's it has the, some significance.
3: That's interesting, Howard, because, um, no, it doesn't, I didn't in, mean to imply that you were deficient in your no, sentient. No. In no, your no, sentient aspect. But for me, <laughs> I, it's not about I, I feel it, it. It's about I know it. I know
2: it. Oh, okay.
3: Okay. And that's- for you, that would be your strength as well.
2: But that's up for you after years of working on this. You have that level of confidence that you know it, right?
3: Yes, yes, yes. And, and for me, when to evolve into the mediumship practice, the mediumship started happening when I was doing my massage therapy work. And I had an experience with a client. Uh, can I tell you this little story?
0: Of course. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, he was. I was doing a massage, a regular client who came in every week and had a massage, and um, a very a spiritual man. And he was, you know, my room was very zen. I had my soft music and the candles, and he. I think he was asleep almost. I don't know. I know I was just in very zen mode. He was laying on his stomach, and I was working on his calf, his lower calf, and and I, I looked up, and there was a figure standing at the head of the massage table, and I just uh, in the state of. Blessers end that I was in, I just said, "Whoa, there's there's another person here." And he went, "What?" And I kind of then came to my senses and went, "There's another person here, and I'm looking at this man." And he says, "Describe him." Never even batted an eye. Just said, "Describe him." And I described him, and it was his friend who passed away three weeks before. And this was my first experience, my first experience that I, in my adult years, uh, with mediumship, and it freaked me out. And I wasn't interested, and I said, No, 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 we're not, (laughs) don't wanna do this, don't, not going there. And did everything I could for a year to resist all of that. I guess what I'm trying to say is that um, your evolution happens when you're ready. And what happened is I ended up going to England and studying at the Arthur Finley College of Psychic Development so that I could learn to open up my emotional center because that's where my fear base was. And that's why I was so afraid. I didn't want to be emotionally involved in my life or invested emotionally. Mm -hmm. I was shut down. And so for the first, I don't know, two or three days at the college, every time I did anything extraordinary, I cried. Because crying was my expression of release, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, It was really quite profound, but I came back a full-blown medium and a full-blown psychic. And uh, without their guidance, I don't know. I don't know what I would have done. Mm
1: -hmm. That's just, and I wanted, I'm going, when you had these experiences at school, they'd be hard to explain. It would be, um, or are they, is it difficult to explain what you experienced at school that was so mind-blowing? Because I'm curious.
3: (laughs) Well, it was. No, it's not difficult to explain. We had Everything we did at the college is... The college is a very intense learning environment. It's from 9 in the morning till 9 at night, seven days straight. And it's pretty intense. And I'll tell you why. You eat like a horse because you literally burn up your molecular structure in your body. And there's literally no note-taking. It's all energy work. Like, I mean, it is pure, straight-up energy work. And we were doing an exercise and we had to stand on a a little stage in in this room. Um, My instructor god bless my instructor she was a um an amazing amazing medium but cranky she was just a cranky woman Uh, but i i loved her but i'm one of those people that needs cranky people to teach them because i don't do well when people are really nice to me i'm i much i learn well when people are a little bit hard on me and so we had to get up on this little stage and our class was standing behind us and um or sitting behind us, and we had to pick up a spirit energy and then turn around and deliver a message from that spirit energy to someone in the class. And I wasn't even on the stage when I had the spirit energy. I I could describe him. I knew nationality he was, which blew me awake, and I knew who the message was for and what the message was. So I was like, okay, got it, good, in seconds, right? I went to turn around to deliver the message and burst into tears. And I, so I turned back around. And I and the reason was because the feeling, the emotional overwhelm was so intense, I couldn't handle the emotional download I was receiving. And so I turned around, I could get all the practical information. And my instructor said, just breathe and, and get it together and then try again. So I tried again, turned around, burst into tears. <laughs> Finally, she stood beside me, she came right up beside me and she says, discipline, <laughs> discipline. And I was like... Oh, damn, it was, popped me right out of this emotional miasma I was in and I was able to turn around and deliver the message to the gentleman who it was for. And this man was from England that I delivered the message to and I said, your father was Irish and he, his father was Irish. <laughs> so it was from his father. Um, but it was, you know, so then I went to the instructor afterwards and I said, how do I not cry? Like, how do I do this? And I, how do I, she says, oh, you learn to swallow your tears. And I thought that's unacceptable because I've been doing that my whole life. So I went and mm-hmm. found some guidance. You know, I found some other guidance that helped me through that part of it. Um, but, yeah, so I had to open up that emotional center to actually become who I am today. And that was, that was pretty scary. But I was in a safe place there. I was in a safe place in England.
2: I knew it. Wow. Oh. Yeah, I could imagine it. There, there could be, you know, your own emotions come into play, I can imagine, just Relaying a, a message from a parent to a child in that circumstance has a, has his own level of emotion. Yeah, you know.
3: right. It does. But you know what uh, the reason that it was so important that I study in England and I have taken four different sessions in England um, is because I had to learn how to develop a discipline to separate myself from the emotion of spirit, so that I could deliver the messages. I mean, who wants to go and see a medium when she's going to cry right along with you? That's <laughs> not good. Right. Right. <laughs> So I had to learn how I had to learn how to how to step away from that, and, and I have been able to do that. And so most of the time, I can disengage from the emotional value and deliver the messages.
1: And so along this whole, like the the span of time that you were training in England, was it over a span of several years, Sharon, or was it something that you did all in you know one? One year, you said you were back four times. Those yeah, four no, times. Yeah, no, no, I,
3: I, I, would go and I would practice, and I would go and learn, and then I would come back and I would practice, and then I'd go back and do it again. So it was, uh, it was between, it was four or five years that I did this span of of studies. Yeah, So it's like trade school. <laughs> it kind of is, you know. It kind of is. It's kind of like Reiki too, right? You take your level one Reiki, which is energy healing, and then you go to work and you work on your husband and your cats and your dogs and your kids, and pretty soon you have clients coming into your practice and you do it then, and, and, and then you take your Reiki too and you carry on. It's the same sort of thing. So it, it, I think that every spiritual practice needs to have practice in between the classes because otherwise you're just coming up your knowledge system and you're not really learning how to do it because it's energy.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. I want the- to
1: dive in with one more question about that is, is because people maybe it's like, what's the importance of developing this psychic ability? Uh, what's what the is- importance in the world? What a
3: super good question. Because psychic development, your spirit is, is connection connecting to your soul self, to your spirit self. Your psychic aspect is who you truly are. We are spirit first and human second. So we're souls who have come to the planet to have a human experience. We want to eat lemon pie and we want to watch sunsets <laughs> and we wanna we wanna hug each other and we wanna smell the roses. But we have all these psychic senses that go along with, and our psychic senses are what we're all the knowledge of the universe is, And if we can tap into that, we are tapping into one another as well, because we are community. Soul is soul. Universal energy flows through all of us. We are the God force represented on the planet. And we come here to play and reach for joy and share with each other and learn with each other and support one another. So spirit mind is extremely important and spiritual experiences, super important to be able to reach that. It would, can you imagine we, how peaceful this world would be?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: If we yeah. can step out of the
2: ego, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's great. Uh, one question I did have before we finish this section, which is relevant to what you had just said, is are there a lot of uh, schools or training facilities that, that help people develop this? I mean, obviously, you found one that was great for you in England. Are there, are there many around the world or not, really?
3: You know what? They're popping up all over the place now, but it makes you kind of wonder. It's kind of important to really do your homework. Um, I did a lot of research before I went to England because to me they were the most authentic and I, integrity mattered to me so very, very much. And I just really wanted the best teachers. I, I needed to have teachers that were going to teach me the truth and not just feel my head full of fluff
2: okay well that's great and i have a great story about england that i'm going to talk about after the break that has to do with coincidences so when we come back i'd really love your take on coincidences and perhaps leah has got a story to tell too on the other side of master your life
4: If you've been searching for fat loss and mental clarity in one place, think ketosis. Maybe you've heard about a ketogenic diet but have been totally turned off by the painstaking effort to do it. Well, agonize no longer because there is a solution. What could be just as simple and easy as taking your daily vitamins? Visit reallifetraining.expert to find out. Raise your hand and get in on the front end of the total wellness revolution. Get well, manage your mood, clear your mind. Visit reallifetraining.expert now.
5: When was the last time you said, I love myself and I love my life? Can't recall? Has it been five years, ten maybe? Or do you quite literally not remember a time when you felt peaceful and joyful? Well, how would you like to be one of those special women who glow because you're on a path to awakening and evolving consciously? If that sounds like where you want to be, but you just don't know how to get there, come join Leah Mattinson for one of her upcoming retreats in a beautiful, intimate, and very exclusive location. Dive deep in mind, body, and spirit. Go to reallifetraining.com for details.
1: Hey gang, this is Leah Mattinson, and I know if you're listening to my program right now, that you're somebody who is interested in mastering your life. Maybe you're interested in being a better parent or living with more energy and vitality in the face of a debilitating disease. Or are you just stuck in a rut and want to learn how to reconnect, play, and enjoy your life fully again? Then I invite you to come to reallifetraining.com to learn about my upcoming Real Life Reflections, a weekly live interactive workshop. These closed group discussions dive deep into life's biggest real life challenges and how to successfully navigate them. Now you can become a participant in these discussions with me. So if that sounds like where you'd like to be and how you'd like to feel, come on over to the website at reallifetraining.com and see how you can access more health, happiness, and joy each week. reallifetraining.com, where we help people to help themselves.
4: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
0: are tuned in to Master Your Life. To reach Leah Mattinson, Dr. Howard Rankin, or their guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to Leah, that's L-E-A-H-A, at changeyourlife.expert. Now, back to Master Your Life.
1: Welcome back to Master Your Life. I'm host, Leah Mattinson, along with my co-host, Dr. Howard Rankin, and our wonderful, insightful, (laughs) plus a million, Sharon Rose. (laughs) Before before the break, we were exploring uh, uh, kind of what our clairs are, and we were exploring um, just why it's so important to develop psychic ability and that this soul self that we have in this world um, really is the big representation of us and our interconnectedness uh, in the universe and just what a joy it is to kind of figure out how to develop that part of ourselves. It's easy to say, oh, let's go to the gym and let's fix our nutrition and let's, you know, get enough sleep and, and all of these energetic ways of being. Uh, and often, too often, this so, sort of spiritual psychic part of us gets completely ignored. So we're just so delighted um, to have you with us, Sharon. And we just want to pick up on a story that Howard was going to share about coincidences.
2: Okay, so um, there's a woman here uh, where I live who uh, was into a, a lot of health things. She, she was from England originally, but she came over to the United States like I did. We hadn't connected, and she had the thought that she needed to connect with me. She'd like to do that, but she was taking a trip. And she thought, well, I'll do that when I get back. And so she went over to England. She was in London. She was on a tube train, and the train broke down, which is not typical, but it broke down. And, you know, everyone was complaining, and they finally got the doors open, and people got off. And the woman next to her said, oh, you know, what a pain. And uh, Elizabeth said, yeah, well, um, you know, I, I don't live here. I live in the United States. And this woman said, oh, where? And this woman, Elizabeth, said, oh, Hilton Head. And this woman said, oh, my son lives there. It was my mother.
3: Oh, uh, my oh, that so oh my gosh! Oh, that's fun. So what God. does
2: that mean? What does that mean?
3: That means that it's divine. It's divine. There's divine intervention right there, and it, it meant for her. If she was paying attention, then that's definitely a sign. You better give Howard a call when you get back to to the yep. United States. you know I got it Howard if I can share I when I went to I went to a um a Hay House event in the United States and I was at the time I was a smoker and I I stepped out of the it was all a series of classes and I stepped away from the I went outside to have a cigarette and nobody's more social than smokers when everybody else says you can't smoke so this other girl comes up and she starts talking to me I've never met her before her name is Virginia and she was from the east coast of Canada so she was Canadian as well and we got talking we had talked for about two minutes and she said to me she said and just before i'd gone by the way i was researching institutions where i could study to go to school and i found john holland had studied at the arthur finley and he's he was somebody i admired so i thought well you know what i bet you that'd be a good one and within two minutes of us just chatting about general things like the weather she said wouldn't it be awesome to go to the arthur finley college in england oh wow and I meant, oh heck i'm going to the arthur finley college in england. <laughs> i mm-hmm. do and that's synchronicity right there right same yeah, thing. And you
1: also you had another experience with like uh, with Gordon Smith at the same event, right?
3: Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with Gordon, I bumped in uh with I bumped into Gordon. Actually, Gordon Smith is a psychic barber from Scotland. He's one of the people I most admire in the whole world in this work. And the reason is because his integrity is so high, and he's just so disciplined. And he's also a um he's also the reason actually that I ended up going for sure to the Arthur Finley um, because I had bumped into him to, at the in the show part of the same event, and literally ran into the back of him, and he turned around, and I excused myself and looked realized who it was and I said Gordon I want to go to the Arthur Finley in England and I know he was from Scotland what do you think should I go and he said absolutely and he gave me the name of a tutor to study with and I took that moment to try and get a photo op with him and say hey you know would you take a picture with me and it was hilarious because humor and Howard we were talking about this earlier humor is so important to spirit and humor is so important to us on this planet and that's where spirit shines in the emotional center my girlfriend said she would take the picture for us but she hit the wrong button while we're standing there posing with our beautiful smiles on our faces and the batteries fell out of the camera and hit the floor. And she's all kerfuffle and embarrassed and having a hard time. And Gordon and I are in stitches laughing because it's the funniest thing in the world. And I have the best picture of Gordon Smith and myself because we are genuinely happy after that event. It was hilarious. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yes, again, synchronicity, you know, um, pay attention. If people would just pay attention to the signs around them, uh, pay attention to stuff that goes on and you start... Figuring it out. Um, have we got time to give you another story about uh, about actually how people can can call in their own loved ones? Yeah, absolutely. Oh
2: yeah, it'd be great. Okay,
3: and I'm going to use my cat as this example um, because um, my we lost our one of our our, our big male. Our big male buddy, or fur baby, last March. And it was on a Friday, and the funny thing was, the Friday before that, I had done a blog on my website uh, on the Witches Familiar, and the way, how did the Witches Familiar come about, how did witches all I'm supposed to have black cats, et cetera. And it was just kind of a historical journey through and how it started, and, and then I ended up putting a picture of my cat there, and a week later, my cat transitioned, and it was on a Friday, so exactly a week to week. And on the Saturday, I... That night, I couldn't sleep. I was just sort of struggling, tossing and turning. And I thought, well, I'm going to go meditate. So I came up and sat in my meditation center, which is just outside of my office. Didn't turn any lights on. I'm barefoot. And I when I sat down on my meditation cushion, after I lit a candle, I, I, I put it out there. I said, okay, Milo, if you're around, come and see me. Prove to me that you're, prove to me that you're still hanging out with us. Because, you know, I'm a clerk hog. I need validation all the time, even though I do this work all the time, right? And I did my meditation. And then when I came out of the meditation, I thought, you know, I'm still not tired. I'm going to go check my email. So I came to walk into my office, still no lights on. And I stepped on a little piece of paper. And so I turned the light on, looked at this paper. And it was a, it was a veterinary receipt from October the 31st, which is Halloween, which is my favorite holiday of 2012, we didn't live in this property in 2012. And I don't take home veterinary receipts. I have my credit card card bills, right? And I went, oh my God, you are so good at this. (laughs) And so I took that veterinary receipt and I taped it up behind his picture that I have on the wall because I thought, pay attention, Sharon, don't ever stop paying attention. And you get reminders all the time,
1: right? Yes, that is the cat's meow, right? (laughs) uh, There you go. Yeah, wonderful story. That's a wonderful story, and I think uh, in my life I've had lots of coincidences, and I felt like I know uh, things that are for me and not for me along the way. And part of the the journey of this whole radio show, even really, was because of a knowing of coincidence. Of you know, um, I was just meditating one day and went. Uh, I need to know what's next for me in my spiritual development. And the phone rang, and it was the executive producer of the show.
3: There going, you go. You, there you go. So you were yeah.
1: clear, you were paying attention. I was paying attention. and and then also the ability to say yes. So, yeah. how does a person uh, develop trust of their intuitive?
3: Oh boy! I tell you what—you have to take a leap of faith, Leah. That's—that's. Mm-hmm. That's, I can't explain it in any different way. You've got to mm-hmm. take a leap of faith. So what that would mean is maybe take some. Start doing some studying of things like the law of attraction. Um, start taking a look at some of the universal laws as they're presented by our spiritual leaders like the Abraham group or Dr. Wayne Dyer talked about law of attraction. Um, A lot of the Hay House teachers actually talk about law of attraction and how as you think so you are and start to understand that we create our own reality and that we are responsible for the way things interact with us. Um, We draw to us what matches our energy. And then when you do that, you start elevating your own idea of what this reality is into a more energetic sense. So you're very careful if you're wanting to have good things come about. You don't focus on the bad things because you know that you're drawing to you what you think about the most. Right. So I've taken a little bit of a leap here, but it takes a leap of faith for you to actually be able to trust. And you learn to trust as the signs come up over and over and over again.
2: So so if, if we're trying to convey to listeners some of the things they could do that they could perhaps develop this sense, one is pay attention, don't dismiss things, right? Right. right. Uh, what other things can people do Medi- to help develop Meditate. Meditation.
3: Meditation. In fact, you know something, uh, when I was teaching the psychic development classes a few years back, I designed and developed a series of, um, of CDs. And uh, see, I had evolved past cassettes at this point. <laughs> so, so they're actually CDs. But but now. There's so one on the website. It's called Insight. Uh, on my website, it's Sharon, uh, SharonRose.com, Sharon with a Y. If people go to that website on the pink bar at the home page, there's it says, "Click here for your free gift." And when you click there, it'll take you to a page where it'll ask for your first name and your email. And that's just for us, so we can send you event information, etc. But then it'll send you, and uh, you fill that in. Then it'll send you an MP3 in your inbox. It's an 18 minute meditation, a guided meditation that has a cleansing, clearing, and aspect to it at the beginning and then it has a journey at this is the last part of it that you can meet up with your guides your angels your passed over loved ones if you are missing your dad you really want to talk to him that's a meditation that'll help get you there but that meditation is also good to pray because it's guided and it's short to practice your ability to get calm and quiet and then you can start doing things like visualizing on candles and doing some breath work and going into more advanced meditative styles. But it's a good place to start.
1: Yeah, and I think for people to understand too that meditation is actually nat- more natural than we think. Um, yeah. So we get I hear lots of resistance and stories around. I don't, I can't meditate. I can't get my wa- mind quiet. Um, I think that when we're uh, when we're in our soul self, that we really are quiet. Like That's the state that should be the easy state and that we've wound ourselves up and our brains up so much through, you know, the media that we watch and the things that we take in and drama, drama, drama and all of the, the other interesting things that are going on in the world that we forget our natural state is actually quite at peace. Yeah, um, you're
3: absolutely right. <laughs> you're absolutely right, Leah, and that because because in our culture here in North America, we tend to be action oriented and mm-hmm. um, ego-based versus spirit oriented and energy based, right?
2: Mm-hmm. and also externally oriented rather than internally yeah so, you know you're paying attention to all these things you know email, TV, you yeah. know, whatever's going on you're you're rubbernecking your way through life and getting you distracted. You know? you know
3: what that does though, Howard is it takes away the need to be responsible for your journey as well. And when we step into our energetic space and we want to take that leap of faith and we have to accept our journey as 100% responsibility that it's our job not somebody else's job for our joy. Nobody else can make me happy. it's up to me. And when we take on that, that's a real leap of faith right there because we have a culture that you know I mean how many couples how many couples say well there's my other half or there's my better half when in fact you really shouldn't be half of anything you're a whole right? There's a whole you there. Uh, you should team up and play until you don't want to play anymore and then go team up somewhere else. I mean that's just life, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. And don't be freaked out by the word responsibility, because on the other side of responsibility lies freedom. Power. <laughs>
3: power as well. Power. Power to make your own choices. Yes. Power to have your own life. Power. Yes. And freedom. Freedom is joy. Freedom is pure joy. I, I keep saying, you know, over and over again, I have the best drugs on the planet right here in my office, and it's me reaching for my highest self. Mm-hmm. that is the high that most people are looking for when they're doing it through action and ego on this planet. They're looking for that elusive high. Well, I can reach that high by going into a meditation or by working with a client or by calling in spirit. I find that place because I live at the highest possible way that I can live. It's, it's fun and it's awesome and it's wow. It heals your body. It heals your mind. It heals your soul.
2: Yeah, so we have a couple minutes left. Um, Again, we want to remind people to go to your website, which is Sharon, S-H-A-R-Y-N, Rose, dot com, uh, where they can get all this great information and these downloads. Uh, Anything else they can get uh, from you or anywhere else that, that would be relevant for listeners who want to follow this up more?
3: Um, I would suggest that, again, I said this on our last show as well, but I would suggest that they take a good serious look at the Abraham Hicks work. Um, You know what it sounds like? It's not like I'm getting paid to do this for them. I'm not. Um, I just love their work. And Abraham Hicks is so new on the planet. People that are ready to take that leap of faith and really start connecting with their spirit self, they really need to have good, authentic simple to follow teachers instead of there's so many messages out there. And let's yeah, face it with the internet, there's so much information and it's not all going to apply to you. So you have to be very discerning, but the Abraham work is simple. It's easy to follow. If it, if it suits you, you'll know right away. If it doesn't, you'll know that too. But most people are looking at their work and saying, you know what? I understand this.
1: Yeah. And I think another really um, powerful Um, person uh, right now on the planet is Lee Harris and he does uh, work worldwide his uh, one of his books is called Energy Speaks so for people who are curious about um, that sort of uh, his is guided like channeled guided work around abundance and um, you know the divine masculine um, the divine you know feminine he he has and on love and on just all kinds of things but uh, he's he's quite an amazing um, entity I guess on, on the earth right now yeah there's um,
3: actually, there's quite a few teachers out there actually Dan Milman's another one Dan Millman actually has a book called The Life You Were Born to Live really good book for people that want to know how to proceed in their life journey because it'll lead them to their spiritual
1: aspect
2: well this has been fantastic as usual thank you so yeah. much thank you thank so you. much Sharon I know that uh, I know for sure that we'll meet again I know, oh, that, I know that you and Leo will meet again. You'll probably have lunch next week or something like that. But um, as
3: long as there's wine, Howard.
2: No, apparently so. Uh, but 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 thank you, thank you again. Great show, Leah. Do you want to wrap it up and and give your thanks to Sharon?
1: Yes, thank you so much, Sharon, for joining us again and for inviting people to investigate their own spiritual um, magnificence and just invite people as they're leaving the show to really think about filling up on your own magnificence. You really are magnificent. You were created to be here to bring your magnificence to the world. Uh, And just this show is all about encouraging that at every possible level. So until next time, uh, join us again on Master Your Life.
0: Thank you for being a part of our show today. Master Your Life with Leah Mattinson and Dr. Howard Rankin can be heard every Tuesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, go enjoy your successful life.